Okay. Thank yes, you. there is. Five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the Wisconsin DMA and the International Society for Strategic Marketing. Little message from Halsey. Guy's going out for his breakfast. Right off the boat. I did that once. On Columbia River. Oregon. Beautiful. Get some bread. Fresh baked bread. Get some jam. For some of us, our daily journey is a short one. And the punchline, in case you can't see if it. Don't drive a lot. You save 50% when you pay per mile with Allstate. So you pay less, and you drive less. Now they zoom out, and there's a little teeny town that's just a tiny little island, and he lives on it, so he couldn't possibly drive very far. Does it even make sense to have a car? Probably not. But if you drive, oh man. Anyway, but I wanted to talk about drive time for just a minute, because I have some interesting fun news, which is that if you go to podcasts.google.com, there's actually, you can actually search for WDMA over here, and up comes a list, and I'm already subscribed. You can hit that subscribe button, and available messages one day ago, three days ago, four days ago, all the messages I've posted, which aren't that many for the audio because I just got started. But the fact is, you can do the, you can have a nifty, Drive time, little message, and you don't even have to go to WDMA.org to get it. It will upload into your little phone every day, and you just click on it, and you can download them if you want to save on your digit bits. Now there's an AI tool that will predict what a reporter is going to go for so that your PR can be uh, can have a high reach, which sounds like a good idea, right? I mean, on the face of it, sort of does to me. And um, so it's a, it's a product called PR Profit, and it is the first, according to them, AI-driven PR platform. Now, you know, there's plenty of SEO-type tools that will tell you the kind of words that publishers are looking for in all kinds of venues. So it's not that different and you probably could use SEO principles pretty well to get at the same point. My my daughter had a, a, a friend up in Minneapolis who did SEO articles. So she would write an article on behalf, ghostwrite them on behalf of companies and they would get picked up and widely distributed. Good morning Phoenix. And uh, it worked very effectively. Uh, she w- wove keywords into the stories, which is kind of an interesting idea on how another take, you know, rather than just beating the death, beating your website to death, trying to get Google to notice it. But this looks at past reporter behavior, so it's trying to predict human behavior rather than Google behavior. Boil it all down. And... Um, you know, it's supposed to help the PR person because a CEO might think they know more than the PR person and say, "We don't like. I don't like this story. And then the PR person can say, well, I 
ran it through an algorithm. You know, and I've taken stuff that was supposed to be for public consumption and run it through the uh, algorithm of what reading level is this. You know, I actually read an article on readability that was like graduate school level. I mean, I could tell the first sentence was maybe 40 words long <laughs> and all sorts of sub subjunctive clauses and oh, passive voice and just horrible. It would be it would be the ultimate world's worst copy. And so you we've been able to run through algorithms in the past, but this will let you beat the CEO up over the head with PR profit or PR offit, I guess is I don't know how you say it. PR offit. Oh, that's a really good idea. Now then we get to the effectiveness. Nothing. Zero. Which brings us to the next article. Okay, this is a really good article. I really like it. Having an interesting life is choosing to be curious. Guy Raz. And Guy Raz has a YouTube channel. And he interviews, like, billionaires. It's the man. His channel is called OK Dork. And I subscribe to it, and uh, I'm looking forward to it a lot. It looks like a great, a great source of inspiration. And, but I'd never heard of it before. And that's see, I choose to be curious. <laughs> what can I say? That is maybe the message of my life. And in fact, you know, I have spent a lot of my life looking into history, philosophy, and theology. And you say, well, why would that be interesting? How could that possibly be interesting? Well, fundamentally, history is stories. Okay, that's the fundamental part. And and uh, so he interviewed he interviewed a guy who would uh, uh, he he interviewed the, the How I Built This, which is a really fun YouTube channel, another good one. And the guy said he took a a year off as a journalist in 2008 took a class at Harvard Business School, and the first day I'm expecting algorithms and charts and graphs. And they handed out a document. It's called The Story of Starbucks. And uh, he said, like, what's this? I'm expecting data-driven decision-making. <clears throat> they said, it's a case study, which is history. History is all case studies. And he said, this is how we learn here at Harvard Business School. We learn through stories. Got it? What's the opposite of that PR story? It's not a story. It's just got a hypothetical case so they can tell you how it could help you if you're a PR guy. That was the worst possible way to write a PR article. Now, I'm not saying that person who write, wrote the story was a PR person. Maybe it isn't. Okay. So, but anyway, so they, so the, the interviewee, they ask him, what is an interesting life? And he says, uh, to keep my brain firing, journalism, reporting, interviewing people, and telling stories did it for me. And I thought, I love this article because that's what I'm doing every day for you. I'm giving you stories. And he says, intelligence is incredibly overrated. It also helps me try to remember people, you know, like Eric Goodwill called me the other day and I haven't worked with him in probably 12 years or something, and it was great to hear from him. And you know, you, but trying to remember names of people that are part of the story, 
it's really it helps I think it helps me my brain uh, you can clap if it you think it helps my brain you say you sound a little choppy most days <laughs> my son said yeah but choppy for you you know is <laughs> it's pretty quick on your feet still um, we all possess the ability to choose to be curious you know that was one of the fun things about about philosophy and one of the fun things about consulting so I got a I got a tour once I used to ask people if you knew everything about just this pen this is a big highlighter okay if you knew everything about this pen how, how close would you be to knowing everything about everything and most people just say well not very close because look this isn't much to it and uh, then I ask them, well, could you know everything about the pen? Everything without knowing what plastic is about. You'd have to know everything about plastic. And you'd have to know about highlighters, which are an interesting little anti-pen in a certain sense. Because they're not made to write with. They're made to highlight what others have written. <laughs> so it's a, it's got to be see-through instead of being opaque, which is really odd when you think about it. Uh, and, you know, it's one of the great inventions of my lifetime uh, when the, the highlighter came along. And that's how I do my show every day with a little highlighter. Uh, but it certainly isn't obvious why, who came up with the highlighter. What's the story of the highlighter? Don't know. So I got a tour of the Parker Pen factory. And they talked about how the, um, the rollerball was invented. And they took us to the rollerball ball roller. <laughs> and they actually had a little ramp. It was about two, three feet long. And it had two rods, and they were really close together, and they were spinning like that. And they were tipped a little downhill. And every rollerball roll, ball <laughs> would roll down this little ramp. Okay? And if they were too small, they would drop through into one container they would drop through early is that right yeah and if they were too big they would go way down they wouldn't drop through at all and they go way beyond and drop through another container but if they were just the right size because they couldn't control how it's a tiny little ball that goes in the front of the tip there they had to, they had to get it just the right size and so they would roll these balls down the little ramp and into the <laughs> into the right bucket and some were too big and some were too small and they couldn't figure out how to make them exactly right but they could figure out how to get rid of the wrong ones how cool is that and they said to us because basically a rollerball if you think about it is a controlled leak and if you've ever had one leak all over your shirt pocket you know that it's not just that it's not always that controlled but it has to kind of leak out at a certain rate and so the fact is, besides obvious qualities that you'd have to know about a pen, like what percentage of the mass of the entire universe is this pen? <laughs> and if you didn't know the entire mass of the universe, which, oh, by the way, we don't have a clue on. <laughs> Every time we look farther, there's just way more out there than we ever imagined. We're like little ants walking across a picnic table and coming to the edge and saying, this is the end of the world as we know it. 
And that's pretty much a human perspective on things, in case you don't know. And that's why you really want to go with philosophy, which explains how silly we are, and then theology, because we just don't know. And it's the fun part. And maybe if you get your theology right, or if you, you know, if you get your hubris in check, maybe the curiosity goes on forever. Can't say. Well, I can say. Feel free to write me if you have, if you want to talk about this stuff. But the bottom line point is, is that stories and curiosity is a choice. Having an interesting life is just choosing to be curious. This means exposing yourself to ideas, to books, to memes, to shows, to people. Today, in preparation for the show, I noticed, actually did, that a Joe Biden commercial is getting funded more than a lot of other commercials. And I've got one child who is has told me they're voting for Joe Biden, and I thought, I'm going to watch that. And I did. I watched the whole thing, and it was a wonderful commercial, I have to say. I'm not sure it's true, but I'm not sure Trump commercials are true either. <laughs> Just in defense of it. But I deliberately expose myself to other opinions for your sake, but mostly for mine, because I choose to be curious. I'm curious what Joe has to say. I watched that whole debate. I watched Joe Biden rallies. I listened to about an hour of Kanye West with Joe Rogan. (laughs) Wow. Kanye's got some real thoughts. This is all you have to do. You just listen. Listen for the stories. Get to know the people. Get to know where they're coming from. Kanye talked about his mom, and it was really interesting. And I highly encourage you to listen to it. Does that mean I agree with Kanye and everything? No, of course not. But it's fascinating to hear stories so i encourage you to keep watching have a great day like and share your friends will know you're smart or at least that you're curious or you got a couple of screws loose have a great day (laughs) john